0: Hello, hello, my beloved listeners. This is Catherine Laraja, your host of the My Dead Dragon podcast. And I'm trying something a little bit different here. So I want to... I want to recognize those of you and thank you who are leaving reviews and today I am giving a shout out to Melissa who shared powerful, inspiring and engaging have just found this podcast and love the premise. No one is going to rescue you, but you can rescue yourself. And if you don't believe it, tune into all the stories here of those who have already done just that and know that you two are strong and enough and you have everything you need already. Catherine has such a calm way of engaging with her guests to draw out the depths of their story for a maximum benefit of the audience. So thank you so much, Melissa, for that awesome review. I so, so appreciate it. And today I am, Super, super excited to be in conversation with Jack Perez, who founded Cool Life in 2017. And through her platform, Jack champions change, normalizing aging for women through curated content and women-driven brands. The Cool Life community grows daily and with over 54 Cool Life industry thought leaders and 40 women-driven brands, Cool Life offers women an opportunity to share, learn, shop, and play with our second act sisters. And Jack has quite an amazing story and really interesting life. And so Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. And can you start us off by sharing how you came to realize that no one was coming to save you and that you decided to become the main character and heroine of your own life?
1: Wow, Catherine! Yes, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Boy, no one is coming, are they? They're they're just not. Dope. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> you know, and it and it's interesting um, because I wonder if it's also if that if that premise is somewhat tied to age as well. Mm. You know, I grew up I grew up with all sorts of messages that my job was to find the right man and get married, be a mom, you know, be a good wife, be a good mother. All of those messages, you know, direct and indirect, right? Because they they came at you, you know, directly and also very subtly. All of those messages put you in a space where you start to believe that you aren't the one who can rescue yourself. It Mm. literally puts you in a place where you're waiting for someone else to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And that puts us in this victim space versus, you know, the heroin space of of what you're talking about. And, you know, I, I did all the right things. Like so many of us, right? I went to school. I got the degree. I got the job. I did find the boy. I did get married. I got the white picket fence. Mm, air quotes around the white picket fence because I'm more <laughs> of a big city girl than I am a white mm. picket fence girl. But you know, and I had the baby. I did the whole. I did the whole ball of wax, right? The whole ball of wax. And you know, it wasn't like he was rescuing me. We we were pretty equitable. It just turned out that way, right? That we were fairly equitable. But the wheels came off, the wheels came off my life, Mm -hmm. I imploded in my 40s, I left a perfectly decent marriage, and found myself as a single parent, I walked away from a business that I had co owned with my then husband, and found myself in a situation where fiscally, I was in jeopardy Mm. uh, from a from a parent perspective the the load is much different. I mean, sure if you're if you're going to share custody of your child with the other parent, there are times when you actually have a lot of extra free time, but when you're with your child, the load is completely on you as as a thing. And when they're little, the mom, the mom mm. just plays a bigger role, you can't help it. And it hit me in my 40s, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I am in such a precarious position." I don't have anyone to rescue me. And I have a small person who depends on me. I better get my act together and figure this crap out. Hmm. And it was a real shocker. It was a real shocker. And, you know, late to the game, I was in my 40s, but I put my big girl panties on <laughs> and and decided that I could rewrite the story at any time. Because at the end of the day, I've got the pen in my hand. So.
0: Hmm. I love that. You've got the pen in your hand. So, so Jack, how were you able to realize and decide to put on your big girl panties and what did that look like?
1: You know, I wish I could tell you, Catherine, that I had some sort of divine intervention or, you know, I gave it a lot of thought and I came up to this great conclusion. No survival. It was Mm. a complete reaction to the fact that I needed to pay a mortgage. I needed to buy milk I needed I needed to put clothes on my child's back and I no longer had a partner to rely on. I needed to do it mm. all on my own and that's a scary when you are it mm-hmm. when you're the when you're the final peg and it all depends on you you either sink or swim I mm. those are the two choices I don't see I don't know of any other kind of choice there
0: mm-hmm. And so you swam. And and so so for you, did it feel that swimming was like the inevitable choice, or were there parts where you're, you were feeling like I might sink here?
1: Oh, I I sink a lot. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: <laughs> you know, of course, you, when you sink, you hold your breath and you push down from the bottom of the floor and make sure that you break that surface again. Mm. But you know, and I and I still sink every now and again. It's not smooth sailing. There is a people. I find it interesting. Any, to, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who says that their life is like a complete smooth sail, I think
0: is either delusional or just plain lying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm laughing with you. <laughs> right.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, no, it's almost like almost anything else, right? You take it one day at a time, and you take it one crisis at a time. Mm. You take it one win at a time, and for a very long time, Catherine, for me, it was. You know, one step forward, three steps back, a couple Mm. steps forward, you know, a push. I've been pushed, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a struggle. But but here's the difference, right? At the end of the day, when I put my head on the pillow, whether, you know, whether I won the fight or a number of battles that day or lost the fight or a number of battles that day, I know that I can get up the next morning to fight again to go at it again, mm. and that I am not a victim anymore. It's it's all up to me. And so mm. when you can control your choices, even if they don't turn out the way you want them to turn out, mm. at least at the end of the day, they're yours, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. They, they belong to you. They belong to me. And that made the big difference for me to stop feeling like I was waiting for anyone to come rescue me. And also to stop with some sort of weird ideal of what I thought my life needed to look like or to Mm. be, to be happy. I am no longer, I stopped waiting to be happy a long, long time ago. I Mm. am happy.
0: Mm. Wow. I love that. And that, you know, that really, you know, I think that's kind of the crux of what my dead dragon is about is where we put our power in the idea of someone or something outside of us thinking that when that thing happens, that metaphorical prince, that job, the house, the family, the whatever it is, when that thing happens, then I'll be happy, then I'll feel satisfied, fulfilled, purposeful, meaningful, worthy enough, and really realizing that it's actually an inside job. And I love what you said that I'm holding the pen here and I get to write my story.
1: Yep. And the, the reality is that if we accept ex- situations or circumstances or people to bring the happiness to us, we're never going to be happy mm-hmm. because no one and no thing can meet up, can, can withstand that kind of scrutiny or meet up to those standards. It, it's just, you're setting yourself up for failure right then and there, I think, mm-hmm. versus, versus realizing that even if, you're not where you believe you needed to be or you thought you should be, but take a look, take a look at where you are, because I bet, I bet there's more good. And and I don't care what circumstance, because I've talked to people like when I started this business, Catherine, I don't know if I told you this, I started it with a, with a partner and mm-hmm. um, she got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer pretty early on in the process and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And so she passed away shortly after we launched actually. Wow. But throughout the entire, so she was fighting colon cancer and lost by the way. So I don't know like how much more dire it can be than Mm. your life is at stake and you actually don't make it. But her attitude never changed from a, you know, this is my story. I am writing the story. This, Mm. I get to be happy you know in in whatever place i'm in right now and sure it got rough at the end and you know and you know, mm-hmm. you know people's faith gets you know shocked or yeah. tested and but but even i had so much respect for the way she dealt with her illness because it was like she didn't she didn't do the woe with me why is this happening to me and if i wasn't sick i'd be happy no she just she was happy regardless and mm. I, it is an inside job
0: Mm-hmm. It is
1: an inside job.
0: And it's a choice. And is. sometimes that choice takes a lot of rigor. And sometimes that choice means that, okay, today I'm sinking, but tomorrow I am launching myself up from the bottom and I'm going to swim.
1: You know, and it's okay. I definitely believe, at least for me, there are days or moments where I'm like, okay, you know, I am really Women upstream, and I'm getting more water in my lungs than I, you know, than I am mm-hmm. making traction. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna lean into that today, and I'm gonna call it quit, you mm-hmm. know, for today, mm-hmm. and just do something else because what I'm doing isn't working.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna go do yeah. something
1: else, and my gosh, sometimes that something else might be watching Netflix.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. It- Yeah, Abraham Hicks talks about that, right? Where you're if you're going upstream, notice when you're in the push, you're in the struggle, you're attached to that, that struggle and doing it the hard way and just redirect yourself like get your energy, get your mood in line. And I I laughed because I joke, like I actually have a flat spot on my head and I joke that I was born coming in saying, okay, I'm gonna like bang my head against the wall so many times. So I feel like there's absolutely a message there for me.
1: Right, like, how many times can I hit my head against the wall before right. Right? I'm like, you yeah, know, this hurts. I think I'm going to stop.
0: Yeah. Well, it didn't work the last time. Why do I think it's going to work this time?
1: Right. Right. That whole concept of insanity that Einstein uh, talks about, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And right. Right. Right, yeah. But one of the one of the upsides to getting older, at least from my viewfinder, is that I can see those more clearly now mm. within myself
0: mm-hmm. or
1: when I was younger. And it also has to do with times, the number of times that you do something. Right. So when you first do something, you don't know how hard it should be or shouldn't be. So if you're struggling, you might think, well, this is just the way it is. I got to get through it. And Mm -hmm. it's not until you've lived a fair amount of experiences that you can then evaluate the circumstances and say, oh yeah, I'm making this a lot harder than it needs to be. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, this is showing me that, you know, the universe is telling me that I need to rethink this because Mm -hmm. it's not happening. And Mm -hmm. if it's not happening, then maybe it's not for me. And maybe I need yeah. to rethink. And it's not always a failure if you re-decide. Mm-hmm. So that's my big thing. I am a decision maker. I make decisions all day long. Mm-hmm. I do not fluctuate. I do not vacillate. I make decisions. I make them fast and I act upon them very quickly. However, I'm as quick to redecide a decision as well. If mm-hmm. if what I've done doesn't feel
0: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because once we make that decision and follow up with action, because it's really not a decision unless you're acting on it, then we get the feedback about is this in alignment or not? Is this moving me in the direction of my vision or or is it taking me somewhere else?
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And until you embark on the path, at least for me, I mean, maybe some people can see down the path without actually taking steps. I don't have that gift. I actually Mm -hmm. have
0: to start
1: the journey and see where the journey is taking me and make decisions
0: that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because really, we can imagine, we can visualize, we can manifest all we want in, you know, imagining what it's going to look like and be like, but until we're actually in it, there is a, an energetic frequency that we can't necessarily fully experience until we're actually taking that step in that direction. So, so Jack, I love what you share about, um, failure, redirection, taking action, has perfectionism ever shown up for you? So I hope, I hope
1: that I'm not delusional. And I hope that when, <laughs> when I say what I'm saying, if people who know me hear this, they don't come back and go, what, what did you say, you think that liar? Um, I believe that I am not a perfectionist.
0: Mm. Okay. I believe
1: that I'm not a perfectionist. I believe that I am the 80 20 kind of girl. Mm. I get it about 80% cooked and then I throw it out there. And then I'm like, oops.
0: Yeah. Guess I
1: guess that 20% was a little bit more important than I thought. Maybe I'll take it back to the drawing board. Yeah. And I'll tell you if I and and, and I can say that actually, the more I say it, the more I believe it. I mean, you're making me have an aha moment of my very own right now. I hope mm. you realize that. Love that. But it, <laughs> because it's, I realized that if, yeah, I'm not a perfectionist. If I, if I were cool, mm-hmm. life would not exist. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't cool. Life wouldn't exist because I'll tell you right now, it's not perfect even now,
0: Yeah, even
1: now, there's a whole lot of flaws with the, with the digital platform and mm-hmm. the premise and there's lots of room for improvement. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to keep it to myself because I believe in it and I believe in sharing it. And I believe that other people are benefiting from it even if it isn't perfect Hmm. even if it isn't perfect
0: yeah I love that I had for the longest time I had a sticky note on my computer and this is one of my strategies I'll have like if there's kind of a particular area I'm leaning into for my growth I have sticky notes all around my computer to remind myself oh yeah this is what I'm doing now this is what I'm doing now and one of those sticky notes said progress is more important than perfection Because if you wait until it's perfect, chances are you're never ever going to launch it, take that step, make that move, right? It's that kind of that idea where you're waiting for the conditions and circumstances to be just right before you decide to be happy, before you decide to take a chance.
1: Well, and here's the other problem with waiting till it's perfect. When it's perfect, the environment probably has changed around mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and what you created as perfect for the circumstance that you believed existed when you started right that circumstance is no longer available
0: right so now you have a
1: you have a perfect whatever yeah that, d- that doesn't fit in the big puzzle piece anymore yeah. it just it's, doesn't
0: it's redundant yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you've missed
1: your window because you yeah. waited too long
0: yeah So what would you say to people who are, um, you, you know, they're maybe recognizing that, okay, I've got this choice here, I'm afraid to make it, I don't know what it looks like, or I'm more familiar with sinking than swimming. I don't even know what swimming feels like or looks like, but I sure as heck know what sinking is. What would you say to those people in terms of moving forward? Or learning how to swim?
1: Well, you know, maybe they need to learn how to float first. Mm. Right? I mean, maybe the answer isn't that they take off and start swimming right away because, Right. you know, maybe that's just not available to them. But yeah. that doesn't mean they can't get there. Yeah. There, there just might be a, a, a step that has to happen first. And that is mm. maybe just allowing themselves to sit in it. And yeah. learn to float float in it. Mm-hmm. And then make sense about where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of have to at least know where you want to go. Because mm-hmm. if not, you can't really move. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And I get it. And it's scary. And it is, um, can be paralyzing. Pick something maybe inconsequential. That mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you fail at it or not. Just to prove to yourself that you can. Mm -hmm. so pick something that isn't that important to you Mm -hmm. just to take, just to have practice, right? Just have to Mm -hmm. practice because, you know, I think the more that we practice and the more we win these little teeny tiny, even if they're insignificant, Mm -hmm. they start to build confidence and they start to add to our repertoire of wins. And the more wins we have, the more we pursue other More difficult
0: wins. Mm -hmm. So maybe,
1: yeah, maybe you don't go from Mm -hmm. sink into swimming. Maybe you go from Mm -hmm. sink into floating, and then and then you think about adding a a stroke or two, right?
0: Yeah, or maybe let down like if you're holding a rock and that's what's making you sink. Maybe like drop it, right? Like let let go of it.
1: (laughs) Put put the anvil down, right? Right. Don't don't carry the anvil around, right? Yeah, (laughs) Mm. and you know, and it's and it's. And, you know, the way I I realize I may I may sound really cavalier and like, oh, this is so easy. No, I get it. It's not Mm -hmm, easy. mm -hmm. And I and I truly am blessed that chemically I'm wired in a way that I perseverance and tenacity are my superpowers. Like, Mm. I don't I don't I don't get dissuaded. I just don't. If I, if I stop doing something, it's not because you dissuaded me, trust me, it's because I decided I didn't want to do it anymore.
0: Yeah. And
1: that is a superpower. But I get not everybody has that. So maybe you can't draw upon that. But, Mm. you know, get, get help. Mm -hmm. There are so many people out there who are willing to help. Mm -hmm. And so no one, no one has to do it alone. I didn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it alone. Yeah, we're not meant
0: to do it alone. I didn't do it alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. yeah, one of the, um, one of the things just kind of coming to me that I feel like I want to share with people. So, so if that feels like you, and you're like, well, I don't have that tenacity, I don't have that, you know, that's not my superpower, Or, or you're really feeling stuck in something. One of the ways that you can subtly start to reframe that is by saying, I'm choosing to, or I'm choosing not to so I'm choosing to sink right now or I'm choosing to go to bed and you know pull the covers up over my head or I'm choosing to ignore this or I'm choosing to and when you start to speak to yourself like that you actually you're starting to put yourself back in the driver's seat perfect I mean that's mm. actually
1: that's actually a great example of how to learn to float hmm Right, I am choosing. Yeah. I'm I'm un, un, un unhappy right now. I'm yeah. stymied. I'm stuck. I'm choosing to sit in this for a little bit. Yeah, and and sometimes sitting in discomfort is really the only way to get through it. I mean, I've tried mm-hmm. to run away from discomfort. Oh boy, I've mm-hmm. you name it. I've tried it. Distractions. Um. Um. You know ignoring all sorts of things you know what happens it just sits there waits for you <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> go away
0: <laughs> you can't outrun it because it's coming with you
1: <laughs> because no matter where i go yeah damn right I, mean, yeah. I,
0: cannot,
1: I cannot get away from my own demons yeah i cannot. so i so of course you have to slay your own d- demons because mm-hmm. they're with you and if you don't take care of them
0: you know, yeah. you got to water
1: them and feed them and slay them when you need to, right? Because mm-hmm. they're there,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So. And another, another kind of spin on that is also to use the language, I'm choosing not to. So I'm choosing not to look at this right now. Right? Because now choos- you're in the
1: driver's seat.
0: Totally. You have the pen in your hand. Exactly. That's just another way
1: of having the pen in your hand. I am yeah. choosing yeah. to not look at this right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Love that. But
1: that that also gives you then, that gives you the window and the avenue to say at another point in time, okay, now I'm
0: ready to Mm -hmm. choose to look at it. Exactly, exactly. But it's all about really recognizing that you have the power, you have the choice, and you are no longer giving external circumstances, conditions, or ideas, people, the power to 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 think that they're choosing for you.
1: You know, it, it's funny. It's interesting because I have been around people that blame the ex- you know circumstance, the external yeah. world, for their predicament. Mm-hmm. And when I when I ask them, I'm like, okay, so when you do that, how how are you going to fix it? You mm-hmm. you you've given me no language nowhere in what you have said. Are you an active participant in in rectifying this situation that you are miserable? You are miserable right now. And what I'm hearing is that you're just going to have to be miserable because, Mm -hmm. you know, the planets aren't aligned. And I'm like, I just, I can't live like that. Mm -hmm. And, And no one should live like that because you don't need a lot of stuff to be happy. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there's all sorts of data, right? There's all sorts of science that backs up the premise of like there's x amount of dollars and after that and it's not even that big of a salary, but after that whatever it is, it's somewhere in the five digits, it's not even in the six figures. Mm-hmm. Um that after that, the level of happiness, the incremental level of happiness actually starts to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we it, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's you got you got to make it inside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's not, you know, for, for people listening, it's not to we're not denying the facts and the circumstances, right? Like we're not saying like la la la, this doesn't exist, like we're not we're not doing that. But what we're doing is we're saying I decline to allow this external circumstance to to tell me how I am gonna feel. Yeah. I mean COVID was a great
1: example, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about
1: globally, we were all hit with the same circumstance. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was an equitable, it, yeah. it did, I mean, you know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah. it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't country specific. It wasn't, now there were some people that were hit harder than others and mm-hmm. we could go into that, but that's a, that's a, a completely different conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm not denying that by the way, yeah. I'm not denying yeah. that not every, yeah. not everybody was equitably, Oh, for sure. Not everyone, yeah. right? But yeah. but everyone, everyone had the pandemic. I mean, everyone, mm. every single human. Mm-hmm. Some people got in shape, lost weight. Some people gained weight. Mm-hmm. Some people drank more. Some people, but those were choices we made, right? Mm-hmm. Choices at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is great news, though. Yeah, it right? is great isn't, news. is isn't yeah. that the best news ever?
0: yeah yeah it is right and you know i i can remember the moment where uh, a friend said to me because i for much of my adult life and as a teenager struggled with major depression and was having a visit with his friend one night and they said to me why don't you just choose to think differently and i was like what do you mean i get like my brain couldn't even comprehend that i can choose what i'm thinking like isn't this just the truth though like i had been buying into this idea that this was just how it was and i didn't at that point in my level of awareness didn't recognize and i'd kind of skirted around it right and i you know but i hadn't had that deep deep like aha moment and i think that you know in our in our journey We're often, the the messages come, the messages come, the messages come, but it's when we're ready to really receive it, that it has that opportunity to have that kind of aha, quantum leap for us.
1: I recently heard this statement that blew my doors off. Um, A belief is just thoughts on repeat. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And we can change our thoughts. 100%. That is something that we are capable of doing.
0: Mm-hmm. I can
1: change my thought at any given time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's not like flipping a switch. Like it does take some rigor to be to be real, right? Those and often those beliefs are operating at that subconscious level, and they're formed when we're quite young, and then reinforced over our lifetime based on lots of factors about how our brain works and you know choices that we make, and they are malleable to our thinking. We can totally change them. Yeah, I
1: mean it's it's not like you change it in two seconds. I mean, you have yeah. to be committed. It's like any other habit, right? Yeah, you have to do it. You know, probably have to write it down. You probably have to, you know, I mean, yeah, you have to be mm-hmm. aware of what you're doing and practice. Yeah. practice have practice. sticky notes
0: around your sticky computer. Notes. Yeah. <laughs> what,
1: you know, I have a um, I have a living document on a on a electronic notepad that I have. And it's titled I get to at the top. Mm. And then <gasps> whenever 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 i feel great or i don't feel so great mm. i go and i write an i get to and sometimes the i get to is as ridiculous as i get to make a orga- an, an organic hot cup of coffee you know in my beautiful kitchen with mm. my kitty cat sitting next to me yeah i get to do that
0: yeah how lucky am
1: i so right? lucky. And sometimes, it's much, sometimes it's much better than that. Like I get to blah 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 right? I get to yeah. go see Hugh Jackman on, on Broadway, you know. But but it doesn't have to be. I yeah. I get I get the same amount of pleasure
0: mm-hmm. when I
1: say I get to make myself an organic h- cup of coffee. Yeah. The feeling in my belly is good, as good as I get to go see Hugh Jackman on Broadway. Yeah. The, do you see what I'm saying? It's it's the yeah.
0: perspective. Yeah. And that gratitude, right? Like really, really recognizing how truly how much abundance we have. And and right now my husband is working in Madagascar and um, in 2020, he was working in Mali, Africa, which is an incredibly poor country mm-hmm. and running water was a luxury. Like where right. he was, he was obviously like, you know, he was working, so he was okay. But for many, many, many people, feeding their children was not a certainty right Right. running water hot and so for me when i really allow myself think about that like i get to turn on the tap and i can have hot or cold water and i could drink it if i if i wanted to right right like just like wow wow right i 100 percent
1: so, right there, that's and so gratitude is kind of my thing. I don't know if you can read
0: it. But oh, love that. So, <laughs> for those of you
1: that's how it, committed I am, yes.
0: <laughs> so, for people who are listening and can't see, um, Jack has gratitude tattooed across her wrist. I, oh, I love that. And um, my gratitude absolutely changed my marriage and my life when my husband and I started doing a regular gratitude practice. And even now, he's in Madagascar, we still do it over Zoom every day.
1: Oh, that's yeah. awesome! When does when does he come home?
0: We're actually meeting uh, at the end of March in Panama.
1: Ooh, fun! I've never been to Panama.
0: I know, neither have we. So we're going to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jack, any um, you know when you were kind of at that point in your forties, really in that sink or swim process and not to say that we're ever done that process, but where that really the kind of rubber hit the road. If you could look back and give a message to yourself, what might that be?
1: You're going to be fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You're going to be more than fine. You're going to thrive
0: and you're going to find
1: your, you're going to find your, you're going to find your groove. You're going to find what you want. You're going to find your passion. And your son's going to turn out great and you're going to be fine. So take a deep breath and stop being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would go tell myself.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. And, you know, I, I ask this question of all of my guests and that is often what they say You know is you're going to be fine and so for for people listening to this right now if you're in that moment or in that process or in that period where you're thinking like i don't know how this is going to work out you're going to be fine
1: you're going to be fine you're going to
0: be fine and so you have
1: to do that you have to do the work right yeah you you once again you can't wait for the prince or the circumstances
0: yeah. you have
1: to put on you have to do it you have mm-hmm. to take the pen you have to put on the girl pant big girl panties whatever you have to be active but you're gonna be fine
0: yeah and you don't have to be perfect at it either nope. yeah there's and, no such thing right it's a yeah it's a fallacy so so jack you have a an ebook for my listeners eight ways to make I, the most of midlife can you tell me about that
1: yeah, it's just it's just a fun downloadable uh, ebook that kind of gives you some ideas. Some of them are pretty basic. You probably hopefully you're already doing some of them, but it's just if you're not, you know, just ways to improve the season of life because honestly, between me and the lamppost, this is the best season of life. So for your younger audience, do not be afraid of aging. Oh, my mm. goodness gracious, it gets better and better and better. Yeah, I mean, sure, aches and pains, cartilage, you know, that kind of joint. Yeah, yeah, that stuff, forget it. But but the rest of it, it just gets so much better. It really does. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, they can download the book and, you know, I mean, even if you're not in midlife yet, you should get it. Because there, there are things that I wish I had known about that are mm. in this book that I would have started earlier like get a good skincare routine, please. I wish I had known that.
0: You know, sunscreen, <laughs> sunscreen,
1: sunscreen. Right. I grew up in
0: Florida oh.
1: in the eighties. In the eighties, right wearing. Yes, yeah, like, so it's just baby like baby oil, oil. Yeah, baby oil and reflectors. Yeah. Right. Oh it's yeah. I
0: like, also a child of the eighties. So
1: what were we thinking? <laughs> And there was no parent, and there was no parent to tell us otherwise, because people did not parent back then the way they parent. I mean, there was no helicopter parenting in the 80s, man, you were left Mm -hmm. to your own devices. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, if you survived, you're, you're good.
1: (laughs) Well, this is why we're so tough, right? I mean, nobody helicopter parented us, man, we just had to figure it out.
0: That's right. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jack. And so people can find you on your website and social media links. And I will include all of those in the show notes as always. And your business is cool life. And that's K U E L life.com K U E L life.com. And so Jack, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we could go on talking for hours And um, to all of my listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. If you would love to leave a review and hear your review read out, you can hop onto your favorite podcast platform and do that. You can message it to me through all my social links, which are also in the the, uh, show notes, and I will read your review on air. And until next time, know that you are beautiful and amazing and talented, capable worthy and you deserve to live a life that you absolutely love.